Hi, I'm Jill Fetcher. And I'm Maggie Humphrey. And you're listening to The Agency Scoop, where we're talking about business from an agency point of view. And our point of view, with some laughs along the way. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in every month for the latest scoop. Welcome to this month's episode of The Agency Scoop. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Jill. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for our episode today. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a really great interview with Matt Mombre and Greg Finn, the founders of Cypress North, the agency behind the agency scoop. And so that'll be fun. And I am right now in my life, all things Barbie and Taylor Swift, the two women who are holding up this economy. So <laughs> I've been, you know, having a good week, except I didn't get a Taylor Swift pre-sale code. So we'll we'll work on that part. You did see her already though, right? Yes, but once is not enough. I, I hear that. I understand. So I'm really just I hope hoping. you get it. Hoping to get there. You want to see her in Toronto, right? Yes. Yeah. If anybody out there has a pre-sale code or has an extra ticket or four for Toronto, I would love that. Yes. At Jill Fesher on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> any day. Any any date that she's there. But how uh, about you? Have you seen the Barbie movie? I have. Same. It's so good. I'm going to go the back first tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to see it for a second time? Well, I'm taking my kids to see it oh, because... Good. I wasn't sure if it'd be appropriate because it was PG-13 and my girls are eight and nine. They really wanted to come, but I said I had to go see it first because I wasn't sure. And I determined it's not inappropriate, but I don't know if it'll, some things will just go over their heads about the patriarchy and all of that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. And I loved all of the marketing that has been leading up to this. I am, I'm, just so into it and I'm so excited about it. So we decided today our main news section would be just talking about the Barbie movie and all of the marketing surrounding it and all the cool things that they did. Yes, they did such a great job. I was digging into this, just doing some research, and they never disclosed how much their marketing budget was, but Insider estimated that the marketing budget was around $150 million. Wow. Well, they got that back because I think they've already made over a billion. Yeah, over a billion already. At the box I think up only like a, into like the first two or three weeks, they've already made over a billion dollars. Yeah, good for Greta Gerwig. You know? Yeah, amazing. Love it. Love, Love it. to see women doing these things. I looked back at our um, all girls Slack channel at Cypress North that we call the Coven, and we all started talking about. This back in June of 2022, June 15th was the first time one of us messaged about it, seeing Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in their roller rollerblading scene. Um, people were taking pictures of it and sharing it already on Instagram. So that I feel like is when the marketing campaign really began when they were all when they were still shooting it. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I was looking into it further, that's kind of the, their goal initially was they kind of wanted this breadcrumb marketing strategy approach where they give folks just small glimpses into what they're doing, but not really giving away any details. So they, I think they first published, uh, posted a picture of Margot in like a pink convertible driving down the highway. And we're all like, oh my God, there's a Barbie movie coming. And then a week later was the rollerblading scene that was filmed in, in um, California where people are taking pictures. And that's what we saw. And everybody's just talking about, oh my God, there's a Barbie movie coming, but what's this movie going to be about? And no one knew, I feel like even up into the movie, like no one had any idea what this movie was about other than the fact that it was Barbie. And I feel like we all went into it thinking it's just going to be this like light, fluffy movie and actually had a pretty strong message to it, which didn't see that coming. But I just feel like overall they did such a great job just giving us enough to excite us, but not giving anything away. Yes, exactly. And it was brilliant. It's just genius, genius marketing. They thought of everything. And I know I compared it to Taylor Swift in the beginning, 
But it seriously is like how Taylor Swift keeps all of her secrets and has all of these Easter eggs with everything that she does. And she always keeps you guessing and you never really know what's coming next. And how many people must have NDAs that work for her and how many people must be paid so much money to keep all of these secrets. It's just so powerful. When you think there's there's celebrities all the time getting caught doing things or getting their picture taken when they least expect it and like, you know, bad clothes, whatever. (laughs) And like this movie and Taylor Swift's whole being is like proof that you could actually do it and you can pull things off and pull off this huge, massive secret that this is just such a powerful, powerful film with such a message. I don't know if we should include spoilers. Should we do spoilers? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe not. But if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. Yes. We'll say that. 100%. We'll say that. So I was looking at this article uh, published by Variety.com, and they interviewed Warner Brothers, and they commented that they really did spend, quote, a responsible amount as far as marketing goes. Again, not disclosing that budget. But it seemed like they went over budget because of all the partnerships that came out through this entire marketing process that they didn't necessarily anticipate. Right. Like I would go to Target and all of a sudden I saw Barbie shirts everywhere. Different brands just picked up the Barbie theme and just ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. And probably once it started rolling, all sorts of brands were saying, hey, we want in. We want in. Let us in on this. We want to partner with you. But even just the user generated content where people were posting things in pink, hashtag Barbie, where I saw like a local nonprofit here to Buffalo that was doing, you know, if you donate, you get raffle tickets to win um, two tickets to the movie premiere in a local theater, not like the actual premiere. But, you know, everyone was kind of using the Barbie brand and going off of it. And they just kept it rolling. It wasn't one of those things where it was like, you have to pay money to use this name. You can't be mentioning it. You know, it was really like, it was like the more the merrier. Everyone come on in. Let's market the heck out of this pink everywhere. Just pink everywhere. I feel like it just resonated so well with our culture and it just took off and folks really adopted that Barbie core fashion, if you will. Yes. Um, And I saw it everywhere, like like not just Target, but Forever 21, Hollister, Urban Outfitters, like all those big label stores were just really adapting that brand, which was really, really cool to see. I actually saw, I don't know if you saw this, but Barbie did do a partnership with Airbnb. Oh, I didn't see this. No. And you can rent a Malibu Barbie dream house right in Malibu. So (laughs) they turned this beautiful mansion into like a pink Barbie themed mansion. Well, I know where my next girl's trip is. That sounds amazing. The perfect girl's trip. So and not only partnerships came out of that, but I just feel like organically on social media it took off like they really didn't have to do that much on social media because people just ran with it it was all over tiktok i feel like i mean especially leading right up to the movie premiere but my entire tiktok feed was just barbie 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) same i love after after it premiered and people were seeing it and everyone's going it's like who are you going with who are you tagging what are you wearing it became an entire event of you know tell us like what are you doing to celebrate this barbie premiere to see the movie and everywhere that they're everywhere that they're showing it they have huge displays it's not just a sign about the movie or a um, poster or even one of those cardboard cutouts. It's the huge doll boxes where you can stand in the cellophane and be your own Barbie. It's, you know, big displays, even at the smallest movie theaters have, 
all these photo ops that you can take photos, take videos, share, hashtag, all of those things. And so they really thought of everything and supported everyone in continuing to share, which I think was cool. Definitely going for a Barbie for Halloween this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a good call. It will be the it costume. It's going to be. I know. But I already have the rollerblading outfit picked out. It's in my Amazon cart. Amazing. I just got to hit the, the purchase button. But. Amazing. <laughs> One of the other things that I thought was really cool, the partnership with Google, mm-hmm. where when you went on – I can you still do this on Google? I don't know. Google and see. But when you go to Google and you Googled either Barbie movie, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, anyone that was in the movie, your search experience would turn pink and sparkly and have all these like fun things showing up. Is it still working? I can confirm it is still working. All right. So Agency Scoop listeners, if you haven't done it, you should go do it. It's so (laughs) fun. So it's just – it's fun. It's feel good. It's all – it's just fun for all ages. And then – like we said, it has that great message of like women, female empowerment, um, thinking critically of the world as it is and and seeing what's wrong and how we can fix it. And it's just, it's just so great. Um, one of the things too, I wanted to mention from like an HR standpoint, I got this in like an HR e- e-newsletter that I get about Barbie um, is that it's really attracting a lot of talent to Mattel. And they said they kind of poked a lot of fun at themselves in the movie where their uh, Mattel leadership team was all men and they were dreaming up what Barbie could do next. And so it kind of poked a little fun of that. And they said, you know, we're trying to to mirror the diversity of our target audience and we're trying to hire and we're doing all of these initiatives. And so they're um, tying that in with, you know, with the movie and with everything that's happening. So they said, you know, we're an 80-year-old toy company and we're attracting Gen Z to come work for us and that, you know, it's doing what it was intended to do. So that's I so think cool. that's exciting. I, that. I want to work there. Not, yeah, right? Well, I don't want to not work here, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maggie, let's give our listeners a peek behind the curtain. You mean like a look into what we're actually doing? Yeah. Okay. A couple of things that are happening that are more current. Um... One of the things that I thought was great right before we came in to record this, I found out that we were chosen to work on a new project with a nonprofit that I'm super passionate about and excited. We don't have ink on the paper yet, so I'm not going to jinx it by saying who, but it was a project that we were pitching that I'm really excited about just because it's a nonprofit that's near and dear to my heart. So that's exciting. Um, And one of the other things I wanted to mention is... um, We've talked a lot on this show about hiring. We talked about quiet quitting. We talked about the great resignation and how people just weren't even applying for jobs at the time. So if you remember a year and a half ago when we were posting for a project management position, we got 15 applications um, for a pretty general position that normally you would get a lot for. Um, and it was very difficult to hire and do all of those things. Well, this past couple of weeks, we posted a data um analyst position and in three days we got over 300 applications you had literally like back-to-back interviews on your calendar for like a week straight it was crazy it it was just a lot it was so many and it was really hard to decipher they all seemed really great like it was not a ton of unqualified people either where Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you have a ton of applications you have a lot of people who have no qualifications applying for that job. These were all people getting their master's in data science, showing us projects, sending us links to things. They, I mean, our 300 applicants, there were so many. And so we were really excited to 
land an amazing woman who just started on Monday. So we're excited to welcome yeah. her to the team. And um, but having that many, that big of a pool to choose from to interview and to bring on for second interviews and then come to fruition within two weeks was amazing because we haven't had that, you know, in a few years. (laughs) So I think the hiring hardships are maybe not over, but subsiding a bit. So that was good. Yeah. And then we're also testing new things as, as usual, but I think something fun for us is we're trying some new marketing strategies um, for agency scoop. We've always been on LinkedIn and Instagram, but we're testing the waters with TikTok and we're on threads now. So follow us, Agency Scoop. Um, but we are not, I would say, I love TikTok, but I'm not an expert as far as marketing goes on TikTok. That's pretty new to me. But we have Elena on our team really digging into that, putting together clips with the help of tables. And we're getting some new content out there. So if you don't already follow us, please send a follow our way. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to get into the main scoop. We are here today with Matt Mambre and Greg Finn, the founders of Cypress North, the agency behind the Agency Scoop. Thank you both for coming here today. Thanks for having us. All the way downstairs. I know it was quite a trip. Very excited. It's a pleasure. (laughs) So we wanted to do a little interview today to talk about the agency, how you got started, all of, you know, the things along the journey, see what you're looking forward to and all of that. So why don't you kick us off with how did you get started and why? How's your founder story? Uh, Well, when we were first getting started, we were both working um, for a company together doing what we do today, Greg doing digital marketing and me doing software development. Um, And that was in 2008, uh, right during the financial crisis. And when that happened, the business we were working for went under and ended up closing up shop and we were out of a job. Um, And when that happened, rather than going to look for new work, um, the owner of that company told us that he didn't think we should go find new jobs, that we should start our own business doing what we do best and turn it into an agency. So that's what we did. And we just kind of knew that we could perform at a really high level and bring value to people doing marketing and doing development. And we just got started that way. And I actually did leave. I went to go to a company in New Paltz, um, run by Chris Winfield at the time, doing a bunch of social media marketing called Tunny 20. So it was like right about when that happened, I kind of left there. And then they were combining to make this mega agency like a year after. And it was doomed to fail from the get-go. It's called Blue Glass. There's like all these stories online if you want to look it up. And it failed Im- immensely. But I'm like, I want no part of this. Let's go back. Let's get this thing going. So should we use that as some agency horror stories in the future? I should look it up. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot, a lot wrong going on there, a lot wrong. Nice. So it sounds like there was a lot of things that, from your past that went wrong that you wanted to do differently in starting your own company. Yeah, I, th- I think for, for me especially, like one of my first jobs out of college was at a like an all-digital agency that was just like a lot of website builds and not a lot of, of digital marketing. And I was on as sort of like a, a sales support person. And we had the absolute best team. And I would just sit there. I'm like, this is at so amazing. We've got this amazing project manager. We had three awesome project managers. We had one salesperson that was just could sell anything. She was the nicest person in the world. And we had these really good developers. And they just got like treated really poorly. I'm like, this is like the all-star team that can like do anything. They can go figure anything out. 
and they were constantly like being like degraded. It wasn't a good like work experience. The one salesperson that could outsell anybody like wasn't as flashy and would get like hated on. I was like, how could you take a look at this team? You've got like the all-star team and you're treating it like, like scraps. And it just like, to me, that always stuck through. Like if you have good talent, if you have good people, that's what matters, you know? Absolutely. And I feel like that's a motto that we at Cypress North have. And that starts from the top. So it started from you, of course, going through those experiences. So love to hear that. Um, so why Cypress North? I want to know, also from working here, I never knew the story behind why Cypress North. <laughs> Where did it start? <laughs> There's like a fake answer and a real one. <laughs> I want to know both answers. <laughs> you give the fake one, I'll give the real one. I don't even know if I remember the fake one. We like had to come up with something that was more than just like we've made it up, but um, the cypress tree is like has all this meaning and history behind it, and there's things you can draw from that. But none of that is really how we came up with the name. We were just naming things as one of our weak points. Me and Greg, not the rest <laughs> of our team. Yeah, it's like at least mine. I, I'll speak for Matt. It's his worst nightmare is coming up with a name for anything, product, anything in general. And then you have to find like a domain name. You need a URL. And for me, this is weird. It's like the actual like I was member of the Arbor Society. I like trees. And so the <laughs> fact that there's a tree in it is cool. They had the domain name and then we're up north. So the funny thing is there's like not even really like good cypress trees here. You got to go to like California and stuff to get them. But yeah, we're cypress and then we're in the north and it sounded cool. It had a good domain name and sounded like legit. All, and that was all because Greg likes trees. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we like name our servers after trees, right? We do, yeah. yeah. Our servers are named like hickory and bamboo and sumac and things like that. So it's all tree themed. Um, wow. But this was all before there was all these whatever north companies around here too. There was no 42 north. There was no 43 north. There <laughs> yeah. was Delaware north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounded cool at the time. And <laughs> it still sounds good today. Well, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery, right? Everyone's yeah. just copying us. I know. They all saw our work. But if you <laughs> yeah. think about it, like Google is a terrible name. That's a terrible name. Like you, Google, like it's just, you. we're just so like ingrained. Like the name doesn't matter. And I know everybody likes it gets caught up like, oh, I need the, the best name. I need the best business card. I need a logo. Like none of that stuff really matters. You can all make it, make it work for you. Mm. Unless and you do like in your face marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Still the greatest name of all yeah. time. <laughs> And it is memorable because people who like trees always remember it. They do. They always <laughs> want to know where the name came from, too. And we never have yeah. a great answer, which is sad. I love only, it. I like only, trees. It's great. Only problem is there are people like countries, too. And there's a country spelled differently. Cypress, C-Y-P-R-U-S. That's how I weed out bad resumes when they spell our name wrong. There you go. Or Cypress like Hill. We get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, Cypress Hill. I was yeah. going to say yeah. it's what most of our clients know us <laughs> yeah. You know, Cypress North was born out of... A kind of a national emergency, right? With this um, financial era where everything was shutting down and your your current jobs at the time were gone. Um, but, you know, that seems like a big challenge in itself. But what were your other biggest challenges in starting? Initially, we were thinking like we could build products, right? And we made some like restaurant apps. Matt built this really cool thing about how like restaurants could try to get more business when they need it the most. And like nobody used it <laughs> like at all. Um, we built a really cool sports like wagering. Like it's all fantasy, like wagering thing where you could track your bets. It was the biggest thing. We had this huge following, all these like like Scott Van Pelt from Sports Center. We'd interact with daily. Um, and it, we did like all these different things, but it was really hard to like monetize these things. And so, you know, we thought like that would be something where we could just like drive that and build pro 
products and, and on the side, we we're like doing client work to pay bills. And we kind of just saw that that was working. We're good at it. So um, I think, you know, most starting off was like kind of a bunch of failures. But from that, we found things that we were, you know, really good at. Yeah. And in our earlier experiences, we saw so much of companies being kind of run poorly, like doing technology and doing marketing, just not in the right way. And we would witness, witness these things, we'd offer our advice, and they wouldn't get listened to, like, despite how accurate the advice might be. So taking control of that and being able to do it the way that we thought was the best was big. I think that was where like, we knew we could succeed because um, we had the knowledge and the experience to do it right. And then if we took away the people blocking it from happening, then we were set up for success. What are some things today that would you would say are very different from when you initially started? Obviously, our industry is constantly changing every single second of the day, but some things that looking back in the beginning, you wouldn't have seen coming, or if you would have started your business now, it would be completely different. That's tough. There's It's such a fast-moving industry on all sides. Um, the technology has just come so far since we started. There's all different types of tools that... I guess make it easier for people to do things on the cheap now, which you know is a challenge for us. We still do things at a much higher level than anyone can do using these automated tools, but those have come a long way and people can get more for you know less today, even though if they can't afford the, the full-blown services that we offer. Um, but then there's also like the people side and growing into a company of our size has changed a lot and we were kind of running it like an out of the garage kind of <laughs> setup in the beginning, real scrappy. You know, we didn't have benefits and things like that. And over time, we've evolved into a, you know, a pretty sizable company with all the things that come along with that. And it's changed dramatically. We like to say we're a professional company yeah, we're now. We're a real company. <laughs> now. Yeah. now. Now. Every day, now. Yeah. And on, on my side, I think something that is absolutely insane is that we're just all like sitting here in a studio with mics, like would have never said I would ever speak in front of a camera or a microphone. And I'm like, you know, we're like, oh, this is actually what you need to do to work. It's like modern media. Like things have come so like full circle from from where they are. It's like it's incredible. Just like we have like shows and things like this. Like it's it's would have never seen that coming. So from a surprising standpoint, like crazy how different things are today. Well, what are some things that you made sure to keep the same? I mean, I think I'm the same person. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, like everybody that knows me is like, you know, I'm, I'm me. And, you know, I think that that's something that at least, you know, from my point of view, I like to think that there's not like politics or anything like that and that anybody can come approach you at any time and everybody's the same. That's just always something that really bothered me at other companies and I'm just don't like it all. And I think that, you know, if you were to talk to this Greg today, it'd be the same Greg as before, uh, for better, or for worse. And, you know, like, <laughs> like, I think, I think that having, you know, the same kind of like values and all that really goes a long way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's all boils down to like the culture we started and being yourself and being authentic has always carried through and it's still here today. We encourage everybody to be themselves and not be like a phony corporate person. Um, and what Greg says is totally true about like the flatness of our hierarchy here. 
we're very approachable. Like we're all on the same level. There is no like junior people that can't talk to, you know, certain levels or bring up ideas. We always want to be challenged. It's always been that way. And the best idea wins and we debate things and we come to the conclusion and then we move forward with that idea. Um, and that still happens. I would a hundred percent agree, which is why I wanted to work here so bad. So. <laughs> yeah, but you, you were an intern for a while. You were a client for a little bit. Was there any, like, it's the same experience, right? Exact, exact same. I mean, the building's different. Got improved. (laughs) Improved. We're a professional company. We're a professional company now. Several bathrooms. Several bathrooms here. Um, But the culture has always remained the same, which is why I was so attracted to working here. And even I enjoy you. I was a client at one point and sought you out after the fact and wanted to continue working with you and being a part of the team. So I definitely agree there. Um, But speaking of multiple bathrooms, um, (laughs) how did you guys know what to do as the company continued to grow and how, how, how did you know what to do to scale with it? I don't think we did, but part of what we bring to the table is problem solving at like every level. Um, Greg and I have always built our careers on problem solving. I think it's maybe the number one most important attribute for anyone. And, you know, it's the same as any other problem. It comes up, you think it through, you make a plan, and then you execute on it, and you just keep doing that over and over again. It's the same with our work. So as new challenges came around, we just took them head on, solved them. Greg and I are both very hands-on, too, in the company. You know, you'll find us taking out the trash and cleaning things and watering doing construction, the watering the plants. <laughs> I think that's really important. And a lot of people think like owning a company or being the CEO is, you know, let everyone do the work and you're hands off and you're just running things. Um, we don't believe that. We think like we're, if we can't do the work, then why should anyone else do the work? So everything that people do, we've done ourselves or we still do ourselves. Um, so as we grew, we just kind of kept that mantra and, and it's work to just keep solving the problems and keep growing and figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest challenge in that is like the, the management side. Like that's like I, I, Matt and I are like the same, like if somebody could do something, I feel like you have the same attitude as I do. Like we can figure out how to do that. You know what I mean? And then it's like, it's the management side of things and not being able to be as hands-on when your team grows to 15, 18. Like you just don't have as much time and as much ability. That to me has been the, the, like the one thing that I still haven't figured out, you know, to be candid is like, yeah, I can install grommets or a green screen <laughs> or something like that. But it's just, yeah, there are still things that are like just working through and trying to try diff- different things, you know, it works. If this doesn't work, try something else. And I think we have a lot of good team members here who have been with the company for a long time that have also helped with that as well. And even since I've been here, we've tried and, and pivoted from a lot of different things and we're definitely moving in the right direction, I would say. so. Yeah. And that's, I think, the big lesson from growing is that we've learned anyway is bringing the right people up so that they can help you grow the company so it's not all relying on just two people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have tons of team members who are good examples of that, including both of you. And we brought that even further by kind of bringing people in at a very, very early stage in their career, especially on the marketing side, and teaching them how to work the way we work and helping them raise up in our style so that they can really contribute and take the load off of us and we all kind of share in it. I think that's been a big learning experience too. Yeah. And also like sort of knowing what you're not good at too. Like 
y'all are both really good at like managing, leading, doing those different things from a like personnel standpoint, as well as Jess, who's been on the show before. Um, for me, that isn't my strong suit. Like, cool. I don't need to do that. Y'all can take it. You know what I mean? Like, and then the, from the performance standpoint, the training standpoint, the grind of getting what we need to do to make sure our clients are happy so that when they go elsewhere or they need a re- somebody needs a referral, they refer it to us. Um, you know, just kind of like leaning into what you're actually are your strong points. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of companies, a lot of agencies have like one owner or maybe they have a large board and it's always been the two of you. And what do you do when, you know, it's a 50-50 vote and what do you do when you disagree? How do you get through those types of times? Well, Greg and I are both like very logical and analytical people. So when we disagree on something, we just debate it until like one idea prevails and we go with that one. And if we ever have something we can't agree on, I think, in my opinion anyway, it's like whoever cares the most, we just go with that one because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just if it's that critical and the other person really cares then we go that direction but we've never had like a a thing we couldn't figure out and, and move forward with yeah I think that would be the hardest thing of having a partnership in that way sometimes people can't work together and get through that and you you both do that really well yeah and, and most in all aspects of business most people don't have a partner that they can truly trust and I think that's huge for me and Greg. Greg, I trust more than almost anybody in the world. We've been together, working together for a really long time. Um, And, you know, that's, I think, pivotal to our success, too, is it's not something we have to worry about. And lots of other people end up, you know, going to war with their partners over their company. Yeah, Yeah, you keep it light. You keep it fun. You place bets with each other. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Only ones that I lose, though. (laughs) What are some of your favorite memories of the agency? To me, it's all around, you know, the people that we've had. So, you know, there are a lot of like classic stories of, uh, you know, some debauchery in the early years with people, you know, going out and us giving bad advice. Like it's even just like really small little stories that I look back on like really fondly where we were going to this one event and one of our developers, um, J2, I'm just going to, you can cut this if he doesn't want to. <laughs> He's like, I've never had a salad before. And this like, we're going, and we're like, all right, this should be like a third salad. This is exciting. And he's like, what do I do with the networking? And he's like, we're like, just don't hold your drink in, in one, in your hand. You got to shake all these hands with, you know? Um, and he holds it, this drink in the hand and he meets the one person he's supposed to meet. She's like, my, your hand is cold. It's just like all the fun. Like we have a lot of like fun and it's like, it just like, that and then you're in the Rochester office and what we talk about are like conspiracy theories and like weird health tips and then some fairy book that you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like all it, anything is like dialed back to like certain like memories and, and then we go to Bison's games a lot, which is which is fun. But there's just like all the memories are like weird. We have like gravy that's like four years old. I don't even know why <laughs> it's in our office. It's just like we've got so much like silly stuff. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, all that stuff. A lot of like horror stories are some of my favorite moments. Um, things at different like offices we've been at and buildings and things. There's just been like ridiculous bathroom situations or sewers exploding and things like that. It's just <laughs> been a wild journey. But I think my favorite part are is the long term people that have been here. How young in their careers they were and just in life when they came on. 
And then over the time, seeing them get married and have kids, and that's happened multiple times, it just feels really good to have that like long, long lasting relationship and watch people grow into their lives like with us and have us be part of that. That's yeah, that's cool. a better answer than the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Both round great two answers. of the gravy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to name just one of those random things. But yeah. it's, it's all it's like with yeah. the people. Like it's like you it's it you have inside jokes and mm-hmm. you it's just like fun. You know, like people some people like dread going to work and it's like even if we've got mundane tasks ahead of us, it's like people are making it fun and, you know, people are making fun of the squeeze apple juice. It's just like all these like <laughs> things that are just, I don't know, it's just the people. What are some of your favorite projects that you've brought in and worked on? Um, for me, we've done some really cool application development. We built this one app for the uh, EPA, for the government that helped people go out in the world and take soil samples and like measure soil contamination and storm drain runoff and all this stuff. And it sounds kind of boring, but it was like a really complicated tablet application. But then we got to go out in the field and help teach um, these students at the University of Buffalo how to use it. And it got deployed all over the state. And they were out like using this thing to record all this data. And they ended up making all these changes to fix like water runoff issues around Erie County. And it's just cool to see something happen in the real world. And that was an, a neat one for me, I think. And mine are, mine are not as good. It's like we're just marketing stuff. But I think, I think one thing <laughs> yeah. I'm, really, I'm really proud of, I guess, in general, is um, a lot of our business kind of shifted when we had one hire who was on Marketing Clock, uh, another podcast we have, uh, Mark Saltarelli. And he really helped us like transform us towards better B2B marketing in the funnel. And I think that that's some of the coolest stuff now is where, you know, we're really tracking down to the, like the dollar and we're being able to see um, somebody that just didn't have visibility before. And we're doing a lot of like B2B SaaS stuff. Uh, we can really now see instead of like just a lead come through, we can see the entire process and how good and how much improvement we can make on B2B SaaS stuff. That's like the absolute hardest digital marketing. Any one of those clients is my favorite. They're probably the most boring, but like I just got with a few other folks here, like Pmax to work really well for this B2B SaaS company. And it's like the most exciting thing because I hate Pmax and it barely works. But <laughs> For B2B, but we like figured out ways. We've got all these different campaigns, all these asset groups. And it's like, I don't know, like I just don't I I love lead gen for some reason. I love that. I thought you were gonna say marketing o'clock. So was I. Oh no, I hate doing that. <laughs> Lies. Lies. It's your favorite time of the week. It's marketing o'clock. <laughs> I feel like we hit on this a little bit throughout already, but as a whole, what do you think makes Cypress North most unique? I would say from a client perspective, like one of our really niche things that we can help with is providing sort of that expert level uh, services across like different facets, right? So it could be marketing and figuring out digital marketing. You have a website for a reason. You don't just have it because your competitor has it. Um, so building a website that will work will last a long time, be a good investment, be a good value, but also make sure that everything is working from the marketing side. It's driving, hitting those goals that, you know, conversion rate optimization, SEO, whatever it is on top of that. Um, And that it looks really good from a design standpoint and the things are tracked. Like I love the fact that we have these four different elements from development, design, marketing, and data and being able to like tie that together. Um, And then like 
as you know, if you heard any of us talk, like it's, we know what we're talking about and we're going to put your best interests in, uh, like in front of you and like do what you should do, not what we want to do. If it's a better solution out there that Matt isn't as comfortable programming in, he'll go that route because it's the right way to do things. You know, we don't hold accounts. We don't you know, like keep anybody hostage from the marketing standpoint because it's not the right way to do things. So I think people like see that from a client standpoint, like we're here, I'm spending every one of your dollars. Like it's like, it's my dollar. And you know, we're building these things that it's hard to find in one company and it just makes things so much easier. Cause I can be like, Hey Matt, we need these URL rewrites. What are we going to do? How much time is it going to be? We just need to get these product category pages better. And then we can like work together and we're right here to do it easy. Yeah. And I actually, I don't know of another company like that, that can do at that level on all those different fronts. Um, and that makes a huge difference, especially in like the speed we can move at because we can just solve it right next to each other, all parts of it, rather than be like, all right, we know what to do. You got to find a development team now to make this happen somehow. And then months go by and nothing happens. Like we can just do it all at once. It happens really fast and it all gets done properly. Um, and people are always seeking that out, but you know, I don't know where else you can get that except for at Cypress North. I'm sure there might be another one out there, but Maybe. they'll have to call Agency Scoop and let us know. <laughs> um, and then on the employment side, working here, I think, is very unique. Um, like I said, we've already kind of talked about the culture is special and really important to us and something we've built and we hold on to very tightly. Um, being able to be yourself, I think, is huge. And it's people say that, but we really mean it. And people really do bring themselves to work. And I think it's a big advantage. Um, we're also like pretty hands off when it comes to management style. Um, we don't micromanage. We're not like watching everything you do. You can come and go as you want. Like we just trust people to be responsible. And a big part of that is making them feel comfortable and happy when they come to work. Then they want to be responsible and take care of their other friends here and the company and make sure we all succeed together. Um, and we're always looking for ways to give back to we're really big on giving our employees what they deserve when we succeed and we all work together to be as successful as we can. So we have profit sharing and benefits and all kinds of paid time off and things like that. So we want this to be a great place to work. And I think it is. Um, and we want people to have fun and look forward to coming to work. And I think they do. And like Greg said, it's, it's a big part of it. Yeah. And tacking one extra thing on that, like if people want to learn, that, that, that is another thing like I'm really proud of is that if you ever have a question, you're like, hey, I need to look at this account. I'm like there at your door being like, let's go. <laughs> let's look at this thing. You know, we do training every week. And I think that's something to just to be able to be for a lot of folks, even if it's not uh, a long term person, being that first step into their marketing career and helping that way. Um, I take it. I think that it, it's the hard way to go, but it's sort of the right way to go. And it's there's a lot of pride there. Yeah, and I was going. I was just going to say, and taking pride in your work and caring about the work is big, and it rubs off too. And so we have got lots of people who do take pride in their work and want to do it the right way, and they do care about the work. And then when new people come in and they see that, it just rubs off on them. If people kind of are like, ah, I don't care about this, then new people come in, they would see that, and it would rub off on them. So it's important that we've got those people and that they do care, and then every new person cares as well. Yeah. It's interesting when you said 
like people want to be responsible and take care of their friends, take care of everybody here. That was something that I always tell people when I'm interviewing and they ask what the difference is that coming from a, a different type of agency where it was like, you did what you were supposed to do and people worked on their accounts, but they didn't care if you were drowning over here because, oh, well, I'm done with mine for the day. I'll see you later. Where that is never the case here and everybody really pitches in. There's no like competition of like, well, you're on this account, so you're more important because it's bigger or, or you know, it's not my problem because it's not my account. Like we don't have that here. And it's really... When I think about it, it's always kind of shocking that it like has never crept in because people are always like, oh, I'm a little light today. Anybody have anything that I can work on that I can help with? You know, and this happens multiple times throughout the week with many different people that they're like, oh, you know, I finished what I got today. I got stuff to do tomorrow. But if anybody has anything, I can help you out. And that just doesn't happen in other places. Like people are more like, I got to do this and I got to go home. I'm not going to worry about what everybody else has going on. And I think that that's really special and different. So for sure. It's cool. So what are you most excited about for the future for Cypress North? I, it seems like that we're only going to keep growing. Um, so I'm excited to see how that plays out and the new challenges that's going to bring. We moved into this building that we bought a couple of years ago and we're filling it up really fast. So like I could see that becoming a challenge in the next couple of years, few years. Um, our Rochester office that we just opened like a year ago is like already full. So we're going to have those kinds of issues, I would imagine, going forward and we'll have to solve them. Might be a Rochester building coming sometime in the near future. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Good problems to have. So as we wrap things up, what would be your advice to someone starting a business like this today? Like this, I would mm -hmm. say be prepared to work a lot and for it to never stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, retweet? Can I react to post that react. there? Yeah. That, no, that's yeah. great advice. I mean, I think, I think to... Everybody has excuses as to like why not to do things, you know, and if, if you think about that, you're never going to go anywhere, you know, and it's, it's how do you just keep improving is continuous improvement. It's progress over perfection. Yeah, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. It's like all those different things. There's a million reasons not to do something. Mm -hmm. And there's a million people that will tell you not to do something. And you should shun those people from your life and <laughs> find people that support you, believe in you and, you know, do it. And then at the end of the day, no matter how flashy your logo is, no matter how good your videos are, it's the work that people look at and then the way that you treat people. And if you focus on how you're treating people, your employees, your clients, and then you're proud of what you're putting out, like Matt just said, um, that's a really hard combination to stop. And those two things together like can move mountains. Yeah. yeah. And people are always looking for the easy route, the easy way to make money. Even what Greg said, when we wanted to start by building a product that can scale and it would be easier money all the time, like those things are more luck than they are skill a lot of times. Hard work is never out of fashion. Like if you're willing to work hard, if you're starting an agency, that's what you're going to have to do. And you're going to have to do it basically for the life of the company because all it is is the work. All it is is people's knowledge, time, and effort. So if you're willing to put in that effort, uh, you can outclass anyone. And that's really, I think, a benefit because hard, hard work as a as a factor for success 
just means it's something you can control and you can put more toward it and you'll get more out of it. Thank you both so much for coming on today. I love hearing these stories. I love reflecting back. I mean, I haven't even been here four years and it's changed and grown a lot. And I'm always so thankful that you let me come and join and be a, be a part of this and know the history and be well, a part of the a future. Big part of the growth too, <laughs> driving I'll it. try. <laughs> it's I only in your, every title. Day. It's in your title. It's what I do. It's my job. Um, but it's my job and it's my passion and I just I love being here with you guys. So thank you for for letting us be a part of this journey too. So of course, Absolutely. thanks for being with us. Love having you. Well, come back on the scoop soon. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. And all of you know one. Don't be that girl. This week's installation of Don't Be That Girl. We had a special client this week, this month, <laughs> and they are an existing client. They came to us for pricing for something, came to me, said, how much would this be? Let's talk through it. Gave them pricing. They didn't like that pricing. They thought it should be less work. They thought it was easier than it was, you know, yada, yada, all of that. And so I said, well, we can't do it for less than this because this is what it'll take. These are the resources we're putting against it. Explained it all, gave a ton of rationale, all of that. So that client then ghosted ghosted for a week or two, didn't say anything else, just kind of ignored it. And then they called Maggie. (laughs) So tell us what your conversation was I got a very ominous email requesting a call with no explanation. So... Of course, I like, sure, no problem. And basically, the conversation we had was very similar to the one that you had already had with this person. <laughs> yes. And I mentioned, oh, I know you and Jill have had a conversation about pricing, so I'll circle back with her and we'll follow up with you tomorrow. And they were like, oh, 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 okay, okay. So it was yeah. just kind of like, kind of, I don't know, playing, I don't want to say playing dumb, but... Yeah. I knew the game they were playing, I guess I'll say. They uh, basically acted to Maggie like, oh, I'd like to get a price on this new project and didn't, and acted as though we didn't already have this conversation. And when she said, well, Jill does that, they acted like, oh, oh, I wasn't sure who I should go to. And she goes, well, I know you already talked to her about it. And they just backpedaled. And it's like, do you not think we talk? Yeah, do you not think we, we work at the same company? Do you not think we host this world famous podcast together? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't don't do they think, realize? Do you not think we slack every day? Come on, <laughs> don't be that girl. Don't, don't play those games. We don't have time for that. No, nobody's got time for that. <laughs> so, well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Agency Scoop. Thanks for listening to the Agency Scoop. The Agency Scoop is produced by Cypress North, a digital agency in Buffalo, New York. Our producer is Greg Finn. Our editor is Eric Barnes. Our graphics are by Sammy Hansen. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn to share your thoughts about the episode and give us ideas for future topics. We'll see you next time.